Hey, welcome to the Resolve Podcast, episode number 11. I'm Carly Tizano, a New Year's resolution coach, obsessed with all things goal setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year, and to feel supported every day along the way. In order to ensure that you feel supported every day along the way of your journey, today we are going to be talking about the difference between what you wish and what you want. Now, this may seem a little bit like splitting hairs, but I think that this differentiation is really important, especially going off of what we talked about a few weeks ago, determining your dreams and identifying what you want. I think that it is really important to examine the basis on which we want those things and to get rid of, or at least put aside the things that are just wishes as opposed to the things that we actually want on a deeper and more fundamental level. So you may be wondering what is even the difference, (laughs) but don't worry, we'll be getting into that. So today our resolve too is to differentiate between what you wish and what you want. This is kind of like the part two of what we talked about a few weeks ago. And during that discussion, I read through a long list of some of the things that I've heard people share as goals or resolutions or just things generally that people want in their life. And many of them sound really good. They sound like awesome things that a lot of us would like to achieve. And a lot of times we live our lives and we look around and we see other people and the things that they're doing and achieving and those things look really good too. But it's important to be able to create some distance between ourselves and what we want in the things that we see externally outside of us that other people are doing and then we think are interesting that we may want, but we have to do some of this work that we're going to talk about today to ensure whether it is something we truly want to set as a goal or resolution before saying that and then destroying our self-trust Before we get too into everything else, we should probably look at what I'm using to define want versus wish, at least within the context of this discussion. So I did do some Googling (laughs) to determine what the conventional definitions are. I'll be sharing a few of them, but this whole discussion is going to have a little bit of a unique twist based on my perception, what I've seen in the lives of my clients, because from what I see lived out in my own life and those around me, I do see that there is a difference in the way that we act from things that we want versus things that we merely wish for. So want, one of the definitions that I found was a need to do something. It's kind of that compelling feeling. It's something you need. It's a must. It's a strong desire for something as opposed to wish. One of the definitions I found for that was to want something that cannot or probably will not happen. It also says that it's a desire or a hope for something to happen, which at least to me, does not belie a lot of action. It doesn't belie a lot of effort. It's not something that you are putting a lot into, which is kind of what I am perceiving, at least for this discussion, as the difference between what you want and what you wish. Something that you want is something that you are willing to work for. Something that you wish is just something that would be nice to have happen. (laughs) Now, unfortunately, a lot of our goals and resolutions, or fortunately, as the case may be, do require a lot of time and effort and energy. So we may set them from that wish energy of, it would be really nice if I accomplished all of these things and if they all happened. But a lot of times in order to get there, we have to take all of that action from want energy. So really, we should be setting our goals and then taking the action from want energy rather than trying to somehow find want energy for something that we are merely wishing for. (laughs) One of the things that brought this to mind for me was seeing people say, oh, I wish X, Y, Z thing. I wish I could just write this book, or I wish I could run a marathon, or I wish I had more friends. And they would be saying that with the exact same energy. I, a lot of times would hear people say, 
yeah, like I set this resolution, but we'll see if it happens. Or I set this resolution with a shrug, or I set this resolution (laughs) dot, dot, dot fill in the blank here. And it's because it's kind of that expectation of these things are outside of us. They're outside of our control. And sure, maybe we need to put some work in to get there, but we most likely won't. So often those things that we see that other people have that we want, those tend to fall into the category of I wish things. Either you wish you could have them or do them, or even more fundamentally, you just wish that you wanted to. So to identify and make sure that thing that you really want is something that you actually want, go look back at the list that maybe you came up with after our discussion in episode nine of the things that you really want and you really are willing to work for. But first we want to ensure that those things that we want are things that we actually want, not just things that we are wishing for or that sound nice. So in order to do that, to take that list of things or those things that we were able to identify, those components of our future life, in order to ensure that those are things that we actually want, not just wishing for them, we have to identify what our why is. So your why is your personal reason of why you want to reach this goal. It's going to be completely unique to you. And it really only has to be personally compelling to you. If you are clear on what you want, it is so much easier to find your why. So that's why we started with that back in episode nine, because we have to start with the what before we can move to the why. But once we do know what, it is imperative that we find out why. In episode nine, I talked about how determining what you want is kind of like putting the destination into your GPS. It's like saying, I want to go to Los Angeles. And so then you have specific directions on how to get to Los Angeles. And related to that, if you know what you want, it's so much easier to find your why. It's so much easier to find a reason to go to Los Angeles, like you get to go to Disneyland, than to just say, I want to go to California. Like you could do that. (laughs) I did that actually a few weeks ago. I went to California not to go to Disneyland, but I got to go to In-N-Out. That was a good reason to go to California. I didn't just go for that reason, but that could be a reason why you could go to California over Los Angeles. So that's something that we talked about there. The clearer your what is, the clearer your why is able to be. There is no wrong why though. Losing weight is a pretty common goal that I see between my clients and just the broader world. It's something that people want to do, but there are a variety of different whys. Some people want to lose weight so that they can look good in a bikini. And is that a good why? If it's meaningful to you, then yes, it is a great why. Other people want to lose weight so that they can be healthy in 50 years or so that they can be active with their grandchildren. So is that a good why? If it's compelling to you, then yes, it is a very powerful why. What resonates for you, whether you want to lose weight or not, is probably going to be different from what resonates with someone else. And that's totally okay. There is no why that is better or more worthy than any other why. The best why is the one that is going to drive you to taking action on those things that you want. So once you've decided what you want, whether you set it in the form of a goal or resolution or something else entirely, the easiest way to find your why is to ask, quite obviously, why do I want this? If you want to go deeper, you can ask kind of what I call nesting questions. So you say, why do I want X, Y, Z thing? And then whatever the answer is, you say, and why do I want that? And why do I want that? And why do I want that? And on until you find a why that resonates or feels compelling or is meaningful to you. Sometimes when people are having a hard time tapping into that why, I'll have them think of a time when they did feel their why really strongly. It's probably not going to be for that exact same thing that they want to achieve now because they've already achieved it. But if you can remember a time when you felt a why really strongly, it can be easier to feel that feeling in your body and tap into it now and help you to identify whatever your why is for this new thing that you want to do or achieve. 
a time when you felt your why really strongly is going to be different for everyone, but I'm sure that everyone has an example of when they felt it. You're likely, this is key. You are likely to find your why pretty easily if you actually want to achieve your goal. But if you're struggling to find a compelling why, we have to go back and examine that thing (laughs) that you said you wanted, that you determined was something that you wanted to achieve. Because it's possible, rather than being something that you genuinely want, it's a wish, or another term you could use would be, it could be a should. So oftentimes our wishes or our shoulds don't have compelling whys. They sound really nice, other people do them and it looks great when they do them. And we think that we we should, or we should want to, but they don't have a compelling why for us. And if they did, then most likely we would do them. But most of the time we don't. And it's because they don't have a compelling why. That's why they stay as just our wishes. So if your goal or resolution is coming from a wish or a should rather than an actual want, go back to everything we talked about in episode nine and choose a different goal or resolution to pursue. You may one day come back to the original goal that you set, but wait until your why is replaced with genuine desire and actual want rather than trying to go after it from the wish place, because it'll come so much easier. It's so important to have the why to back up your want, because that is how you know that you will put in the work to get there. A question that I ask myself all the time when I'm setting resolutions is, can I imagine doing it on a rainy day in the middle of April? To me, that's like the epitome of, I want to stay in bed and I'm unmotivated to do anything. But it's a question that I ask myself to gauge my commitment. Is this thing that I want to do something that I know I will be committed to, that I will be willing to do? even on the day in the middle of April when I don't even want to get out of bed. So ask yourself that question. As you're setting this resolution or setting this goal, will you want to achieve this goal? Will you still be committed to it on a rainy day in the middle of April or whatever to you seems like the time that you're just not going to want to? The answer might be no, especially if you've never kept a resolution before. That's pretty common. But the key is going to be turning that no into a yes. And we do that through commitment. Commitment is key. This is often the part where our brain is going to freak out because we are saying we're going to do something we've never done before. But I know that if you persist on these things that you really want, you will succeed. And feeling committed is what will lead you to take persistent action. A big part of my job as a coach is just helping my clients stay committed throughout the year for any number of reasons. Sometimes they think of something more fun or something that'll be easier. Uh, Sometimes they'll get distracted. There are just things that come up over the course of a year, right? Like our life. And sometimes we need someone outside of us. Sometimes we need a coach to help us stay committed, keep taking the steps that we want to, and to keep moving forward. I like to think of there being two parts to commitment. And if you've done a good job of identifying your what and your why, you're really going to be set up for success here. So the first part of commitment is the what. Deciding what the goal is that you want, what resolution you're going to set, and deciding that you will put in whatever work it's going to take to get there. The second part of commitment that I like to focus on is the why. The reason that you want to accomplish it. That's why we need both the what and the why. Because if you have both of those things, then you are set up for success through commitment to take whatever action is necessary to actually complete them. So once you've decided on your goal and why you want it, then you get to commit to figuring out everything else along the way. I know that commitment isn't a particularly sexy emotion, like it's not confidence or motivation or inspiration, but it is the one that is most likely to lead you to take persistent action. It's probably not going to feel as good, especially if it's what's dragging you out of bed on a rainy day in the middle of April, but It is what will get you to where you want to go. So commit carefully. (laughs) 
you have to be willing to actually put in the work. You have to have the strong what and the strong why. And if you're sloppy and committing, then you're going to be sloppy and following through. But if you can be confident that you will be committed to this thing that you want to achieve, then you can overcome everything that stands in your way. Trust me. I know you can. I believe in you. Um, And if you feel someday along the way, like your commitment is waning, it's a rainy day in the middle of April, or you just don't feel like you can, you're lost. You don't know what to do. Just return to those two things. Remember what you want and remember why you want it. The more specific you can be with both of those things, remember like going to Los Angeles over California because you want to go to Disneyland, the more easily you'll be able to return and tap into that feeling of commitment because going to California just so you can get to the Pacific time zone, not a particularly compelling reason. I want you to note though, that the things that we've been talking about, finding the what and the why and being committed, none of these things have anything to do with the how. You don't need to know exactly how to achieve your goal. I know your brain will freak out. It will become convinced that you just need to know the how, you need to buy an online course, you need to read some more books, you need to go find a new podcast to listen to that's going to tell you exactly what you need to do, but you don't need to know the how. What you need to know is what you're working towards, why you're working towards it, and believe that you will get there. Then you get to figure out the how along the rest of the way. Thinking you need to know the how is the number one thing that will keep you from reaching your goals. Because when something comes up or something takes longer than you think, or you can't figure out what your next step is, you'll overthink or distract yourself, complicate things, give up and not reach your goal. The reason that so many people get stuck after they set their resolutions is because they're focused on the how. And that's why so many of those courses and podcasts and books don't work, or they just aren't quite enough because they're how focused. But the how is going to change based off of whether you're going to Los Angeles or California or maybe even New York, and also why you're going wherever it is you're going. But by utilizing commitment from a foundation of deep understanding of what and why, you are prepared to keep your resolutions all the way to December 31st, and that's how you overcome anything that may come up for you on a rainy day in the middle of April. So today I want to encourage you to resolve to differentiate between those things that you wish and what you want using the principles and concepts that I shared today, using them to make sure that you are clear on the things that you want, the things that you want to start working towards and why you want to work towards those things to begin with. So this week I am reading Franny and Zoe by J.D. Salinger. (laughs) I actually had to look this one up because I was not entirely sure how to pronounce Zoe or Zooey since technically Zoe Zooey is a guy. And unfortunately the internet is of no help because apparently no one knows. That's one of the things that comes from being a reclusive author, I guess, and someone who does not like to give much commentary on their work. Sometimes people have to guess at the pronunciation of your character's names. So you can choose whichever one you want, Zoe or Zooey, but that is the book I'm reading. I am enjoying it so far. I love J.D. Salinger, his writing style, the way he conveys emotions, kind of that coming of age time that he always writes about so brilliantly. So I'm really enjoying that book. And then today I wanted to officially toast it being my favorite time of the year. I always say that summer is my favorite season unless Christmas counts as a season. And then that's definitely my favorite season. And only part of that is because my birthday is at the end of the year. And only part of that is because I'm a new year's resolution coach. So of course it's my favorite time of the year. I am just really ready for 2022 to start. And I'm excited to start it with all of those who are ready to commit to themselves through coaching. If you know that you are ready for a change in 2022, if you know what you want and why you want it, or you need help figuring that out, I am offering free resolution setting sessions through the end of the year to help people get really clear on those things so that they can pop the champagne on December 31st and know that 
next year, their resolutions are going to get done and they can wake up on January 1st, completely ready to start. So I hope that you will join me in toasting the best time of the year, or at least the merriest time, (laughs) even if it's not your favorite. And with that, thanks for tuning into the Resolve podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Tisano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. It really helps other people find the show and subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode next week. For the show notes or additional support in reaching your goals, check out carlytisano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead.